Gamers! Gamers, wake up. It's the end of the year. And we're still here. Uh, howdy. Uh, it's it's Twig, your favorite podcast. Fuck this shit. In- <laughs> Baruch, what's wrong? I don't want to be here. Why don't you want to be here? I'm tired. I think we're all tired. Okay, think, Victoria Justice. I think it's been a long year for all of us. Um, uh-huh. But I want to hear more why you're tired in a sec. But let me just introduce everyone. Hi, I'm no. Funke. And uh, that's Daniel. Uh, 2019 be like, over noise. Yeah. Thanks. It, it does. It does. Uh, and that's Malia. I, I almost burped on, on mic, but I didn't want to do that. <laughs> Awesome. Awesome. Get, get <laughs> Welcome to the show. We're cool. We're irreverent. Who cares? Who cares? Burp. It's all burp. And that's Farouk. I'm not irreverent. Oh, you're you're sick for that. You're wrong. Um, guys, this has been a long ass year and I keep seeing things and hearing about things that happened in this year and like at the beginning of the decade and I'm like I have no sense of time like at all i really cannot like someone said nyan cat was was this year or sorry was was in this decade and i was like green book won best picture this year that's crazy feels like a lifetime ago oh here comes a burp all right oh my god (laughs) yo i'm actually editing that out i cannot believe (laughs) this is why i'm not a reverend (laughs) i have my headphones up Yo, you suck for that one. What y'all been playing? <laughs> Daniel, you got a new fucking manual labor game? Wait, wait, wait. We did not even mention that Max isn't here. Oh, what true. Are we gonna do? He's, yeah. yeah. I'm, sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Max is in England. In it? Podcasting with the yeah. Queen. Brit- British people be getting robbed and be like, unhand me. <laughs> <laughs> Max is on the EU West twig right now, so plug into that podcast if you want to hear Max right now. Uh, but this one, NA, we will we'll stick with us. He's gone. Um, but games, games. What have we been playing? I have been playing books. Actually. Oh, thank yes. you. Thank God you have another basic <laughs> hard labor game. Well, it's not like basic hard labor. It's just a, a lot of reading. I, I've been oh, getting shit. into like computer RPGs recently. Like after okay. I finished Disco Elysium, I clocked in like thirty hours on one run, and I wanted to take a break because uh, it was a lot of reading. Mm-hmm. But I was still like hankering for more reading. Why don't you, you know? just read books? Because like with books, there aren't pictures. Some I'm have reading pictures. Up. Some do. Some do have, have pictures. I just read Paddington Bear. They have Y'all pictures in there. That shit was a Cannot walk Bone? through a book. Okay, bonus. I can try, bro. I put my foot in a book. I don't give a but fuck. But it's just not it's not the same, you know? My foot's in the Gia Tolentino book right now. No, it isn't. Yeah, it is. It's no. I'm gonna send a picture Proof. to Gia soon. All okay. Right. Continue, uh, Gia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm, let me okay, what's your fucking book movie <clears throat> game? So, uh <laughs> book movie game. <laughs> You're making me feel like I shouldn't share They're it. They're great, Daniel. Thank you. They're great. Thank you. Um so I've been playing Shadowrun Returns. Wow. Uh, so like that thing came out like it was kickstarted, came out in like 2013, 2014. Don't quote me on that. You guys can Google. <laughs> um, but 
the thing I learned very quickly was that this shit is just it's it's got the aesthetic of a CRPG where it's like isometric uh, and you like you're clicking around basically and you're just like interacting with stuff but it's all linear like Call of Duty levels so there's no like global interplay or whatever like in the same way that Disco Elysium had hmm. so I was pretty peeved about that I got like 10 hours into Shadowrun Returns kind of dope like cyberpunk game um but I picked up Plan Escape Torment, which I always mispronounce as now, Plan Escape. Now, I don't know what the fuck that is. Okay. <laughs> okay, let me... <laughs> Stop! Plan uh, Escape. Plan I don't know escape. why, but the way you said that was so funny. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was following along with the other one, I'm like, I know the game. I understand. Yeah. a soundbite of that to the soundboard? <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, so uh, Plan Escape Torment came out a year after we were all born in 1999. Uh, it's a it's a uh, computer role playing game designed and developed by Black Isle Studios and published by Interplay Entertainment, and I'm getting that off of Google. Um, but this game was inspired by Baldur's Gate, which was written by uh, Bioware writers, the people that wrote like Dragon Age and like Sonic um, Mass Effect. Did they write Sonic Chronicles? Yeah, The Dark Brotherhood. Wow. Is that is Sonic in there? Yeah. And he's just got like a hood on, and like. He's reciting spells and shit like that? Uh, no. Okay. But Bioware made a game with Sonic. I don't so, know why yeah. we're talking about this. Keep going. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, so Bioware's just got like, really tight writing. And uh, you can see that the writing is just as tight in Planescape, even though it's not like a Bioware game. And it, it kind of matches the caliber of freedom that I wanted out of something like Shadowrun Returns. Because uh, mm. it's not like like you're you're going from level to level and like you're doing missions and you're collecting shit and you're handing them in at the end of each level cuz that's what Shadowrun Returns is. Like you think that by straying off the beaten path and like finding some random collectible that it'll help you like 10 hours down the line. I love that shit. But with Shadowrun Returns it's like you find like a little USB with some I don't know business information on it like a ledger or whatever and you just turn it in like 10 minutes later yeah. for like 100 bucks and it's like cool, I got money, but it wasn't satisfying in the same way that something like as big as Shadowrun, I mean not Sha fucking uh, Planescape or like a Disco Elysium would bring so mm -hmm. I'm just going to continue with Planescape and kind of work my way through it. It's really cool. Um, there are a lot more factions in this game than mm. something like, like a Disco Elysium where like in Disco Elysium you're, the things you say will paint you as like like a like a commie cop or like a like a fash cop or like like a very apologetic cop mm -hmm. and that's like the extent to which you can kind one of, of the good cops one of the good cops or you can like align yourself with the union who's like fucked up or you can align yourself with like the corporations that are also fucked cop up union that's pretty ironic. it's not a cop it's 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 a trade union that like oh, okay. works its way in with the cops and stuff it's if you if you choose to anyways that's disco Elysium. but with plan escape you you wake up in the middle of this like crypt and you start talking to people, and you realize, like, and it's, there's like zombies walking around, and they're all like animated and shit, but they're not mean to you. They're kind of just working, and then you realize that this building that you're in is like a Buddhist cult. It's like it's Buddhist adjacent, and they buy bodies from like people in the city that are just trying to make money because they want to keep the city clean. And then they repurpose these bodies uh, to do like manual labor and shit. And Wait. so like there's just zombies walking around everywhere with like their guts leaking out. Wait, why would you sell your full body? Like, you're gone after that. Like, 
well, like, you learn early on that this cult, one of the ways that they wrote people in is they make people sign over their bodies, like, in the afterlife. It's like like you're donating an organ, but you're donating your whole body to necromancy instead of surgery. Oh. And in, in, in the present, you get, like, 50 bronze coins or whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's you can see that it's, like, predatory. It's, like, fucking over the poor people. Because it's also, like, the, the main building is in the middle of, like, one of the poorer districts of the city. And that's just, like, one one of the factions is, like, they're called the Dustmen. Um, so you can align yourself with them. But, you like, you learn quickly on, like, and, like, early on that they're kind of, like, messed up. And they are kind of predatory. But also, you can see, like, the ideological side of it. And then by talking to people on the streets, you can learn more about how they perceive the ideology. And there's just so many different voices in the game. Yeah that fucking own like the world building just it it feels so like it feels like the world could go on without you and that's like such a it's a cliche way to praise a game like that's as immersive as like a plan escape or like a red dead redemption 2 but i really think that it works here and i i don't see this happening as easily in books because of just like you can mess with the temporality a lot more in in something like a like a crpg where you can choose who you talk to in which order and who you even talk to to get the story mm-hmm. uh, so yeah i'm having a good time i'm probably going to sink a lot more time into plan escape than i did into disco just because they're like there's fighting in this as opposed to in disco where there's it's just all dialogue so i kind of have to min max and then roll in the dice there's a lot more dice rolls yeah also in uh in disco whereas in plan escape i don't think they're as many i think it's more for the combat that you're doing like like armor checks and you can get like a critical failure or whatever yeah so it, it feels more like a general ttrpg armor you know? check <laughs> armor check yeah that i'm looking at this to know what, what do that you my only role on this podcast is to derail the conversation at all times oh that's fantastic that's all i, that's all I do here. <laughs> okay continue um i was looking at that game and it looks very old like on Steam, it even just says classic. Like one of the tags yep. <laughs> is classic. That fucking kills me. That's so good. It is um, a little clunky and yeah, it does look old as shit, but, but it's know, fun. It is fun. And that's what matters to me. I'm trying to learn to appreciate these ugly ass games a little more. <laughs> that is something that's beautiful. That's honestly, I'm so happy that Disco got you onto that. Me w- watching was it Disco? Sandler and Uncut Gems. <laughs> 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 Stop. <laughs> um did did Disco get you onto like just embracing the more the classic games that I guess are I think yeah because you can tell that so much like effort went into it and like with Disco Elysium it's set within like the span of I want to say like 3 square city blocks. Yeah. Um and that was like contained enough for me to you know have a good time but it wasn't like large enough to like overwhelm me in in the way that like plan escape would if i just hopped into that um you know like sticker shock or whatever um but yeah i think i got used to the format a lot easier because of disco and i like dice rolls and like random shit um and that kind of like trojan horsed in all this reading for me (laughs) basically shit yeah i i don't know i was kind of opposed for for from the big like book or reading based games 
for a minute. Then I'm just like, fuck it. <laughs> I'm going to just sit down. I'm That's just really going to sit down. Because it like, is – it's just – I don't know. Those games are so – seem so boring from the outside. And then I'll be sitting down and I'm like flipping through the pages of the game. And then I'm just like, huh, this is actually kind of interesting. Like <laughs> I want to know more about this world. <laughs> if it's if it's doing it well, right? Like mm-hmm. I was talking to you a little while ago about – um. What's it called? 2064? No. 20... Yeah, yeah. Re- is it called 2064? Is that the phone game? No, that's 2048. 2064 is... Yeah. <laughs> no, that's Blade Runner 2049. Oh, is that Hulk 2099? Because I don't know. I'm Blade sure. Runner is 2049. Okay, and Cyberpunk is... 2077. No, that's it's 5999. And next year is... <laughs> 2020 okay but i was playing that game 2064 and i was just like this cannot be the whole game this guy i'm I'm gonna get so annoyed at like clicking on everything because my brain is broken and i just want to like find out everything but everything if i'm actually finally playing it Mm -hmm. and i did end up like just like examining everything and also talking at everything and just because because there's so much dialogue that is just like Someone wrote this. Like someone wrote all of this and mm-hmm. and like put some thought into it. It feels like very very thoughtful text and even some stupid thing like if you yell at a donut box it's like why are you yelling at this like it's a donut box. Is there something wrong with you? Like it'll it'll constantly say that. Like if you if you do something to like fuck up the the main plot line it's like why are you doing that? Mm-hmm. It doesn't give you like an excuse like Pokemon or something more like casual like Oh, there's like this sheep is blocking here. There's a time and place for everything. Yeah, not, 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 <laughs> there's like, a time for... or any anything like that. Oh, like with 2064, you can pour like spoiled milk on everything, and it'll <laughs> give you like a dialogue oh. thing for it. Oh. <laughs> I oh. love it. It is. It's cool. It's very. It's a very cool game, and I was surprised at how long it was. Like I thought I was getting to the ending, and then it just like keeps splitting into into so many more stories. That oh, did you beat it? No, 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 no. Okay, okay. I'm still going through. Did you beat it yet? I have not beat it. <laughs> I got overwhelmed because it's I did long. everything that you said. <laughs> yeah. Wait, what? What? what did like, it I've been interacting with like basically everything in the exact same way, and you do everything multiple times because mm-hmm. it's like, like if you like use headphones on like a plant, and you try to listen to what the plant is saying or whatever. You're gonna have to do it a few times to get through every single dialogue option that they wrote for yeah. that combination of things. Which eats up so much time, especially whenever you get to like a new screen. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They have <gasps> a couple different ones. It's not like they just like have one text for if you're like, if you have a business card and you're handing it to a person, they'll be mm-hmm. like, "What are you doing?" Then they'll be like, "Oh, this is I like this guy." Then the next one might be like, "I'll give you like ten thousand dollars for this business card." I cannot believe you actually this this guy's phone number is on this one. What the hell? Um, all those options used to stress me out. I think in games, but. In the reading games where there's not much more going on and it's literally just like consume this information and make a decision based off of it, uh, I, f- I find I just get lost in those way more. Mm-hmm. I'm just like I will say deep. though that uh, Disco Elysium kind of discourages you from doing that hmm. at the same time because sometimes they'll punish you for just like going through every single like dialogue option because sometimes you'll say something that pisses someone off and they just like won't want to talk to you. True. Um, and that's just like at the like more benign end of things like you can fuck up a dialogue check and say the wrong thing 
and just get totally washed in disco. So I had the reverse kind of revolution. <laughs> like that someone you had. will beat you up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone will beat you up. Um, people what? will die if you like say the wrong thing sometimes. But it doesn't always get that extreme. It's just you know sometimes you will get locked out of other like out of information if you just tell someone that you're like allied with someone else who they don't like for example you know um is it so. is it like obvious what the right answer is no. when you're going through absolutely mm. not which is i mean at some points it can be uh and it's very easy to just make a save and then just jump back if you don't get the outcome that you wanted but um yeah i mean the game is flexible enough um in both planescape and disco disco more it's more well written in that way to adapt um so hmm. yeah i think with disco the dialogue options also change depending on your like what you spec into so if you're like a more conscientious person you have more conscientious dialogue options or whatever shit this game like i really wish it didn't come out during the busiest semester of my goddamn life <laughs> like seriously I just want to sink hours into this because it seems like so good. And everyone that's like, all right, trying it right now. I always see screenshots on Twitter, man. They're just like trying it. Then like they don't post for like three days and then they come back like, wow, <laughs> I, <laughs> new life. Like, this new edible ain't shit. This, it, <laughs> yeah. this game ain't wow. shit. <laughs> yeah. That's Disco Elysium. It is. Man, this dice ain't shit. Whoa. <laughs> Maybe books are cool and dice are cool too. Like that's the game. Um, I definitely want to try that soon. I wanna I wanna hop on that. Um Malia, what you been playing or watching? What you been up to? Uh well, I've been taking advantage of being on winter break and I've just been like consuming media so much, but like not even like stupid like I haven't watched a single YouTube video since I got home because I realized I can just, <laughs> I can actually enjoy shit. Um, I started watching, because uh, my, my parents have Amazon Prime, so I started watching Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. It's a pretty banger show, but, like, I've watched a bunch of that, and I also watched Mad Men, and they're, like, set in relatively the same time. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, when they're talking like this, yeah. I... <laughs> yeah, they all have like weird transatlantic accents, and they're all. But I'm like, the shows are so like visually stunning, and the costumes are so nice, and all this stuff. But I'm like, am I really at my big age, like lusting after 1950s and 60s aesthetics? Like, have I learned nothing? <laughs> like, not to be one of those. <laughs> Let's live in the fifties. Like, Damn, I was born. <laughs> Even in the, wrong the bears decade. were nice. Stop. <laughs> Damn, I just want to go to a diner in the fifties. That would be the best. But yeah, so just like coping with that, just being like, yeah, all, all, all these uh, all these characters are like definitely like pretty racist and homophobic, and but they not even Do they talk about because they just don't talk about it. They they don't show well, any of that. Mad Men, there's like certain references to like because it's set in an ad agency, and so like obviously they don't use these words, but there's like they're trying to corner the market for like people of color, and they're like trying to figure out what people of color like, and they're all just like, 
how can we ever know? And like they just like my <laughs> issue with Mad Men is that they were so era specific and so accurate to the times that it's like they're just like blatantly like homophobic and and like sexist. And it's like, oh, it's fine. That's just the way that the show is. And like same with Marvelous Mrs. Maisel because it's about how like a Jewish Upper West Side housewife wants to become a comedian, like a stand-up comic. And just like all the horrible remarks that people like make about her body and stuff. And it's like, oh, we're just being super accurate to the times. It's like, yeah, and it's horrible. It sucks <laughs> to watch, but it's like a plot point. Yeah. So that's what I've been watching. I, I, uh, I'm disappointed. I listened to the, the last Twig episode and then you guys already talked about Trick Mirror. I literally bought and read Trick Mirror in like four days. It was nice. so good. I Let's love Gia it. Tolentino. Yes. Yeah, no, I was like listening to you guys talk about what you liked about it. And like, I think my favorites, like with the, the I and internet essay, I feel like it's hard for anybody our age to not feel like completely seen by that, that essay and just be like, oh my God, like every, I wanted to show every single essay to someone being like you need to read this her essay about the wedding industrial complex and just all that was just so just so succinct so on point but I was saying I was saying to Farouk earlier today so sorry you have to hear it again but like she writes from the perspective where she's like oh I'm just like a normal girl and I had like a normal (laughs) life and all these stuff but it's like you objectively had like a very interesting life like not everybody gets picked to be on a reality tv show when they're 16 like not everybody grows up in like a huge evangelical christian compound in houston texas and like nobody has these like it's a very actually like distinct set of experiences and she's just like this is just me i'm like stop being humble okay you're very interesting and you're a great (laughs) writer just own it Mm -hmm takeaway but i really enjoyed it i thoroughly enjoyed it yeah it's fun to like see gia like just make all this stuff like every single thing i'm like interested in which i didn't think i would find in a writer like after like reading so much writing and being like these guys well like some of their ideas are cool like i don't know if i fuck with all of them like gia's like pretty consistently i'm like i'm i want to click on this like i don't know it doesn't seem like influenced by clickbait or like driving traffic like people just seem to ver- like really just trust her in, in, in like understanding what people want to read about and i think that's that's nice it's really good she does it well she does it really well you know like she does have a gift for like synthesizing everything that people think and what like the sort of common knowledge is but also with she does the the research that I think a lot of us don't either have like the time or resources to do. So you can kind of learn about about the foundations for everything. Like the scammer essay, which I know a lot of you enjoyed, like that it was so well researched and she managed to make it so like concise and easy to digest that you were like, This is how these things happened and this is how it's all linked and sort of the overarching theme of her of her essays and that like everything is linked you're like oh my god it is and so it and compels you to in her book right now all right i honestly <laughs> <laughs> baruch has a gift for just bookending <laughs> segments 
<laughs> That's a uh, very nice way to put it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, That's how Gio would say that Farouk ends things. <laughs> Farouk really just dives into the theme and comes in with a quip. Real Synthesizes quick. it into a single mm. viral sentence. And I've been reading that like, yes! Yes! All oh, back. <laughs> No printer. Facts, yo, she spit facts. God. But um, so, what you're saying is so true, and I really like how it's, like, it's not just, like, a, a yearly zeitgeist kind of thing. It's, like, literally week to week, like, day to day, things that are popping up and dying out. Because that, that is, like, social media age stuff that isn't being covered by too many people, like, the way she does. Like, there aren't those long essays like that on... Things that people might might deem frivolous, and that that and don't feel so. pandering either. You know, like mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of millennial takes on like what is like hybrid Zoom or millennial stuff can be kind of like you know millennially. I don't know how to, how to put how to articulate that flavor, but it just uh, I kind of know what you mean. I find sometimes writing about stuff that is like of the moment or like very directly responding to something in the zeitgeist can be kind of condescending because they're like just in case you didn't if if you haven't already heard and stuff like that it's like not (laughs) everybody also spends a million hours online so so Mm -hmm. i think she manages to bridge that cultural divide where she can speak to a wider audience without like ostracizing alienating anybody yeah yeah it's real spot so i read that um, I also read another book. Uh, Joan C. Williams is like a f- feminist professor, law professor, uh, and she's done a lot of really interesting things. But I read a book called The White Working Class. It was actually really short and like really easy to digest, but it blew my mind. It was just, it's obviously um, centralized on like the American class system and like in the in history and like how sort of roles based on class intersecting with race have been formed but it's actually very easily applicable to like pretty much any country so it was just really interesting to read and now i just like i feel like i look at everything through like a completely different lens so i recommend white working class by joan c williams i shall write this down Awesome. Farouk, yeah. what you been up to? Fuck all. I've done nothing. That's good. I don't know. Uh, you see Megan the Stallion in Texas? No. Sad about it. I was in Texas, so I was already kind of sad, and then the one good thing wasn't there. So... I don't know. I saw some movies. I didn't play any games this month, I don't think. I've been reading. Uh, yeah, that's about yeah! it. Yeah! Books! Books! Book yeah. club! What, uh, book? Yeah, Twig. The G in Twig stands for book club. What uh, What books have you been reading, Farouk? Um, well, I'm still... I still haven't finished Trick Mirror, but, uh... So I am still working my way through that. Um, I I've I recently just finished a poetry book from Kaveh Akbar called "Calling a Wolf a Wolf," which I enjoyed a lot. 
And I just started Xandria Phillips's hull. And holy shit, she is so much smarter than me. Oh my god. Her fucking mind. If y'all ever want to read poetry, I feel like I don't really talk about it, but I read a lot of poetry. Um, I try to keep up with why is it the current moment of poetry? How is it smart, I guess? I literally, I have no way, like, she, like I have never read words in the order that she has put them. And I am just, like, amazed. I just, like, read the first poem and I was like, and there's, like, four different ways to read the poem depending on if you read it up or down, left to right, right to left, or bottom to up. Oh, one of those. Like, and I was yeah. just like, and it's like a lot and it's like about colonialism and I was just like oh my god <laughs> like I'm I don't know if my brain can ha handle this right now but is that the one that you sent yes like me and Shad yeah well okay. not that poem specifically but that well, like they poem, wrote it yeah wrote okay it. yeah yeah and I was like yo <laughs> this person is crazy really good quote I gotta find that that yeah oh my god but uh, I know it's it's so mind-blowing when you read a poem or you read someone's poetry where you're like I read or heard somewhere that like genius is when you read something and it's like it blows your mind with how obvious it is and you're like how did someone manage to yeah. put words in this order like how yes. has no one done this before yes wow. yeah that's a good way of saying that yeah um I've yeah. posted um, the poem that Brug sent. Yes. The lounge. We'll, we'll I want to put this in the description for the pod because yeah. I really like this. I it's like Poco, so you know. crazy. It's fucking <laughs> nuts. I'm I so bad like, at reading poetry, but like, there's some things in here that are so affective that it's wait, like, you can yeah. read this from any direction. What do you mean? Not this, not one, this no. one. Not with this oh, one. Oh, okay. Not, like, this is a different poem, but it's from the fuck poet. Can't read this. Okay. No, but uh, the first poem of the book. Xandria Phillips's Hull, H-U-L-L. Um, it just came out this year, like a month or two ago. Uh, the opening poem, you can read like four different ways. And I was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, oh my God. But yeah, I feel like I don't talk about it that much on the podcast because I feel like most people don't care. They don't really, most people don't read poetry. But Who I read a lot of poetry. cares what people care about? What the hell? It's called joking. Twig, not Twip. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Hello. This weekend. This weekend poetry. poetry. Twip. Twip. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I read a lot of it, and this is the most recent book I've picked up. And yeah, she's incredible. I was just like, wow, holy. Um, so yeah, I would recommend that if you're interested in poetry at all. Um, I would also recommend Calling a Wolf a Wolf by Kaveh Akbar. I loved that book a lot. Um, in terms of movies, I saw Queen and Slim, Jojo Rabbit, Hustlers, Knives Out, all the big ones. There's only like three movies left from this year that I need to go see, but it's been a good year for movies. So and one of them it's is Star Wars. No, definitely not that one. <laughs> definitely am not seeing that one. Oh, I don't give a shit. Holy. Brooke, oh. what did you think of Queen and Slim? I forgot. I saw that. I saw that too. Um, I thought it was pretty to look at while it was on. And then there was the protest dick scene, and I was like, I don't know if I like, I, I think I'm going to tune out. <laughs> I don't know why this is happening. And then when I left the movie, it was like one of those where like, 
while it was on, it was very entertaining. The writing was very good. The acting was very good. Very well-directed, well-shot. Like, everything's great. And then when I left the movie and I tried thinking about what it was trying to say, I was like, this movie didn't have much to say. Like, despite mm -hmm. how fundamentally political the plot is, I feel like thematically it didn't have a lot to it i feel like it was just kind of going through the motions of the plot for most of it um it didn't leave me with a lot but it wasn't bad like i don't regret watching it it's certainly entertaining while it's on um it's just like not i guess i guess because of the plot and because of the politics surrounding the movie a lot of people were talking about it in this way where it was like oh my god this is gonna be talking about the current moment and it's like doesn't really talk about much i felt like I mean, opinions on that so like, were very polarizing. Yeah. So, but you just, you kind of have to watch it to get your own yeah. opinion Absolutely. on it. Because, like, I found even with all that I read leading up to watching it, I feel like I I really needed to obviously build my own opinion based mm -hmm. on watching it. But yeah. it's it's probably one of the most tragic movies that I've seen in a long time. Like, yeah, it, was it was just very sad openly tragic yes absolutely as a black person i haven't seen it um mm -hmm. okay yeah that's it the all right ladies and gentlemen it? we got him um <laughs> i i i don't know seems like i last time i saw a movie because people were talking about it was the joker and i was just like i didn't really want to spend my money here like at the end of it i was like no mm -hmm. like i'd rather like the text was enough for me to to i got enough out of the movie from just people writing about it um i don't know if i want to like go out to the movies mm -hmm. to see this like if it's on a streaming service maybe i'll just yeah. like watch that shit but seriously yeah. no uncut gems i saw this morning mm -hmm. that's How cool that? i haven't seen it yet that's cool really cool Wait, are they showing it in canadian theaters now yeah, it just dropped. I saw. I it's at okay. No, not in regular theaters. It's only at TIFF. Okay. I uh, think it's at TIFF like mm -hmm. right now, but it's going to other theaters. Someone was saying. Like later the, this week, and then Netflix. Yeah. Next month. Oh uh, yeah, you get it early. Toronto and Montreal get it twenty five, twenty six. Let's go. Vancouver doesn't get it till the seventeenth of January. Let's go. Um. <sighs> It it is the most anxiety inducing movie uh, I've seen in a while, and it's just each moment where you're like, "Oh my gosh, I I can take a break." You can't. You your heart is is gonna keep pounding. It feels like when you have like four assignments due, and you're like, "Fuck it!" Like that's that's tomorrow Funke's problem. Like today Funke doesn't need to deal with that. Um, and then it all comes crashing down tomorrow. Um, and it's very. It is, you forget that it's Adam Sandler on that screen when you're watching it. And I think, uh, did you see, uh, <laughs> you do a good job did you see Good Time? Good Time? No. It's, it's from the direct, the Safi brothers. I um, so want to see it. I really want to see it. It's very good. Um, and yeah, if you enjoyed Uncut Gems, from what you're saying, Good Time, it seems like a f further into their style. So Sweet. good time would be right up your alley. I'm a watch it's crazy this. how I never heard of it. I never heard of it until earlier this year, or maybe it was last year. I think it was last year. Pete Davidson was on uh, Jimmy Fallon's 
talk show mm-hmm. and he was talking about that movie on Netflix set it up I don't know if you saw it it's just like a Netflix romance movie where two personal assistants get their bosses to fall in love for their anyway you can imagine how it goes and he was like Pete Davidson was like I don't even have that big a part in this movie so I've come to talk about my favorite movie Good Time with Robert Pattinson <laughs> <laughs> that's, and that's even like good. the the portion that they save to play a clip from the movie with the person that's being interviewed he was like since like there's nothing important about my role i've come to bring and he brought a clip from good time no no so funny he was wearing a t-shirt with like the movie poster on it i love that respect i don't know (laughs) i don't i've never given a fuck about pete davidson before now Wait, I've seen yeah. a photo of this. I've I've seen Robert Pattinson's photo in this one. Yeah. I've never seen The plot seen of the movie is Robert Pattinson's brother ends up in jail. So to bail him out, Robert Pattinson spends an entire night making the worst decisions humanly possible. Okay. One after the other. Love <laughs> like, it. That's the plot Love of the movie. It. It's the craziest heist movie. Uh, like, this no. top review on Letterboxd for Good Time says, imagine your worst panic attack times it by a hundred is that true it's a stressful time it's stressful yeah. okay it's a stressful time you're just like watching robert Pattinson. And you're like no man why why would you do this i feel like based on what the reviews say and like your descriptions of the movies i feel like it would fucking suck if you had to date one of the safty brothers like i think they would be the worst boyfriends why Probably. they'd be awesome They'd be like, yeah. did anyone see cats though? No. Cricket, oh. cricket, cricket, cricket. No. No. I want to. What about Joe's apartment? It's basically the same thing, right? Ew. Oh my God. Oh my God. I saw that stupid scene. What Which a, one? It was like 2 a.m. when they were eating cockroaches or some shit. No. Oh my God. Yeah, I watched that. <laughs> oh, the, the cockroaches and cats. Was that? I was. What? what I was. Cats. No. They, yeah, they're like playing with them. What the hell was that? Like, why would they put that in a movie? Does, it, does I, anyone have like? Does anyone have any context of that scene? Because um, no. I don't I, think I have a Buzzfeed headline. <laughs> no. You, you want me to read the Buzzfeed headline? Can I read it? Can I read yeah, it? Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, everyone says the scene in Cats where Rebel Wilson eats cockroaches is <laughs> <human, laughs> truly traumatizing. <laughs> My favorite part, my favorite part of Cats has been the reviews. When a movie's so bad that the reviews are funny, oh my god! I love when film critics are just having a day. Oh my god! It's so oh god, funny. No. I watched Look at this. I I the first time I watched this scene, I like came home drunk and was like leaning over the side of my bed and scrolling on Twitter, and then I just saw this scene and I just nothing computed and i just turned off my phone and went to bed i was like i can't i can't look at yeah. this shit i, I hate that. this it was one of them late late night watches where you're like is this real like they actually it, did this is that real it exists yes. in reality yeah no it's it's honestly incredible i think like it, i think you know okay i don't know if, if you have criterion they do this thing where it's like you should watch these movies these two movies together they're good companion pieces and they pick two random movies we should do one joe's apartment and cats i think we should watch them back to back 
and uh, oh, I think it'd be a double lot of fun. Feature. Yeah, that would be kind of dope. A double feature with those two. Uh, with those two, yeah. I just don't know if I could do that with cats. I love the idea. I just mean like cats looks like garbage. It looks like. Oh no! It's I heard it's bad, like very bad. I just the animation itself. I'm I'm like it's not done well. Yeah. Like that's the part that I'm like. I heard. Don't this, I heard there's this no. I heard there's no consistency in the size of the cats in the movie. That's very funny. Like, that is like, the funniest thing I've heard they're about like that movie. tiny on a bed, but in other scenes, like they're the size of full-grown people. <laughs> is like, that is that purposeful? Like I don't. Th- I I just think nobody thought about this movie at all. Because <laughs> like, I've seen shows where they animate characters like smaller than bigger, like when like when it makes sense with the plot, I guess. And I and mm-hmm. I always like buy into it, but like it's just not really thought about at all like it wasn't something no, that like, they were like, looks like this is a creative decision no... i'm making no it doesn't <laughs> look like any i don't think anyone was making a decision on that movie i think things just wow. happen wow just i if you told me that we would end this year with a movie that has both judy dench and jason derulo jason. in it where oh, they yeah, had the cast to is incredible edit his dick in post to make it smaller like there that's a comp earlier you know how i was talking about the how did you put a combination of words in that order i'm truly wondering that about this as well mm-hmm. yeah. i'm just blown away that we got like first people were worried about the joker i'm more worried about cats this would radicalize me if i watched yeah it. probably Rad- and it's a becoming a furry a I think you just what? like I think like you leave the movie and you have no understanding of reality and you commit a crime. That's really it, yeah. Huh. Huh. I would wake up as a bug after watching this. Uh yeah, I would wake up three inches tall. Oh my gosh. Stop. I'm sorry, I've been I've been watching this scene on loop ever since we brought it up and I'm closing it. You know that one TikTok effect where there's just like a million people, like clones, walking behind (laughs) one person? That's what this reminded me. I just want to read. Fuck this video. Can I read one of my favorite reviews for cats? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, who's it by? Uh, Simone Murado at Student Edge. Okay, shout out. Finally, a whole new generation can discover that the Cats musical is two hours of human-feline hybrids without genitals having no touch sex <laughs> and begging for death via song. What? Is that what Cats is? <laughs> I also like this one from a top critic, uh, Hannah Woodhead. I felt the light inside me slowly fading. <laughs> <laughs> Cats is the worst thing to happen to cats since dogs. <laughs> stop, stop. That's, that's the last one. That one is too good. Who said that one? That one was was at the beat. Was Hoomst you you like? You like? Hoomst? Who huh? who was it? You like that? Edward Douglas. Edward, Edward Douglas. Okay, yeah, that's that's a really good one. Um, another movie I saw, Knives Out, gang. Knives Out, I saw that. Vibes Out, Knives Out. I haven't oh. seen it. Knives Out, Suns Out, Guns out. out. 
Yeah, Knives Out and they're bloody or whatever the fuck that man said in that movie. Knives mm -hmm. Out, Bert, something bloody. I don't know. That movie was good, though. It was really nice. I really uh, like that movie. Yeah. I, I don't have too much to say about it because I feel like I've spoken every word that I, I have about it. But mm. it was just, like, so fun at all yes. times. It was way more fun than I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be one of those mm. movies where I'm like, I'm in the theater watching this movie and I can't do anything else. But mm. uh, no. No, 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 no. A lot of a lot of cool tricks and twists and turns. Yes. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I had a lot of fun watching it. You could tell the actors were having so much fun. <laughs> I love what I love That's that like true. the who done it. But I love that like he did something different. Like it went in a direction I wasn't expecting. Mhm. Mm it actually did kind of leave me on my toes. I'm like, how is this going to play out? And it wasn't just one of those like twist to the who done it formula it was like a couple later on yeah. i was like what whoa yeah. like what would you, what would you do yeah this is this is your position yeah. crazy um before we get to our questions uh yeah. i want to talk about titanfall 2 okay yes yes titanfall yes! 2 the second robot game of the century uh fantastic game it was free on ps4 ps plus and daniel and i both picked it up and played through that shit daniel what do you what are your thoughts on that game god it was so refreshing to play something that was like like the format of call of duty's campaign missions which was like very comforting to me i played the shit ton out of like the modern warfare 2 campaign when mm -hmm. i was in like the seventh grade um but with a lot of creativity in terms of like platforming and like just level design in general it it felt like the game had a bunch of cool ideas they executed all the cool ones and they didn't like milk any for more than they were worth yeah uh, i think yeah i think we talked about that because like specifically the the time travel mechanic fucking god. owned god that factory level was one of the I think it is, like, the best FPS level that I just have played, period. Uh, yeah. It, it, and it, it comes out of, like, it, it. the game introduces a formula where where you keep running on walls, you're shooting people, blah, blah, blah. Like, that's the game. And it's an exciting enough mechanic where you're like, I'm fine with just chilling with this. And then you walk into this building and it's like, now you can travel back in time. Do it. Do it a bunch. Do it a bunch in this one building. And that's it. And I, that was a super fun little playground. I was like, who do I want to die by? Like, these robots who want to kill me in the future? Or, like, these warriors from the past? Like, Or it's like, if I take out these warriors from the past, I can get behind these soldiers in the present. So if I just knock these dudes out, like, heal up a little bit, and then time travel, I can get behind these dudes and just knife them. Yes! Or, like, this, there's a whole door that's on fire. Let me jump back 50 years or whatever, and then just walk through this perfectly fine door, <laughs> and then switch back. And then you get to the end of the level, oh and you can time travel with your fucking mech. Yeah, like that, are you good? It, it really just like doubles and doubles and doubles. It feels like that like Gurren Lagann feeling where like it keeps getting more and intense and intense and intense, and then like and then at you're the in end, space. Yes, you know? <laughs> then you are in space. You are actually in space. Like people, when did this fucking game came out? Twenty seventeen. When was it? I feel like twenty seventeen, right? I'm thinking 2017. I'll just say, oh, it's 2016. 
<laughs> Even better. Yeah. That came out in 2016. <laughs> fire. Two fire things. Titanfall 2 and Fruit coming out. Um, games of the year. In 2019. In 2019, yeah. Yeah. Blade I Runner, absolutely. I'm just so happy. That game made me just like want to replay old shit. Or not even replay, just like play the shit that uh that was notable from years ago that I just missed. Um, I just like I wish that this had come out when I was like in the seventh grade. Instead of playing shit like, you know, the Modern Warfare 2 No Russian level, yeah. which was rot for my brain, <laughs> you know? No like, Russian. Could be... It's a really bad level. You basically walk through an airport, you're pretending to be like shoot people up. Yeah, you're just shooting civvies the whole time. Because you're undercover as, like, an American insurgent or whatever. And we've come a long way from that. Now you're just running on walls. You're on, like, a different planet. And you're trying to stop this terrorist from blowing up, like, a big-ass planet with, like, another big weapon or some shit. Yeah. Isn't and this just win. Star Wars? It is just Star Wars, ultimately. But it's fun to play. You saw The Rise of Skywalker. Uh, Didn't no. you? Uh, saw with an asterisk. Um, <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> You had, um, you had your eyes closed, you cover your eyes so like early on, it. Earlier before the movie, I'm like, okay, it'll be a good idea if I just, like, make weed tea and microdose through the whole movie. But I had too much. And then I went to Boston Pizza before the movie and had a beer. And so I was drifting in and out of sleep for the first, like, hour and a half. This is So horrible. I kind of got the beats. And, then like, I, I saw all the parts that pissed me off. Like... <laughs> Not to the point where it's just like, oh, I'm going to, you know, write an angry review on Twitter. But it was, like, enough to be like, oh, that's annoying. And there was so much just, of that. I just the love end. the thought that you were going in and out of sleep. And you're saying you, <laughs> you saw the parts that pissed you off. And I just love the thought that the entire movie <laughs> was terrible. <laughs> and you just don't know. There was so <laughs> annoying stuff, dude. <laughs> I heard it was bad. I heard, I've heard just, not good things. I liked... Um, whatever the movie before the last, the last Jedi. Jedi. I like the Last Jedi. I, I like them doing like cool new stuff, and making nerds mad, mm-hmm. because yeah. Um, well, there was no fuck baby nerds. There was no. Where's the Baby Yoda? They can't yeah, be. Can putting... we talk about Baby Yoda? I like Baby Yoda. I but... feel like temporally Baby Yoda is like all the way back because the Mandalorian set like after the, the original. Like I'm talking about capitalism. I'm talking about Disney being like okay. Uh, Here's the Mandalorian Baby Yoda. Let's just fucking throw one here. Just put one in here. We can sell even more Baby Yodas. What are we doing? Oh, it's like like Finn Why? picks up like a frame. Like yeah. they're on Tatooine. <laughs> and it's just like... Yeah. <laughs> and it's this... the meme. It's the meme. Of Baby He's like on... They like, definitely could have gotten an intern to edit that in last minute. <laughs> like, and would have underpaid him. At the end of the film... If you guys don't mind me spoiling a little bit. No! I'm not going to see it. Go. I will not do see it, it. Do it. No! Do it. It's not that big of a spoiler. Do a bigger it. spoiler, then. Funky, are your ears plugged? No. Okay. Do you want me to say it? Say it. Say it. Say yes, it. I do. I so, do um, so Ray visits the original ah. farm that Luke was at at the beginning of, like, the, the whatever, the, the first... The original the, trilogy? The original, like, A New Hope. A New Hope. Where yeah. he met Old Man Yoda? Where he met um, Obi-Wan, or whatever. Oh, the okay. That farm. And so Rey goes back, and she's got, like, the two lightsabers. It's her and, and Kylo Ren, and she buries them, or whatever. It's not Kylo Ren's. It's someone else's. And I was just thinking that over there, that would be the perfect spot for a photo of Baby Yoda. And that's all I have to do. Also, there's that one line 
you know, like everyone's like it's it's become like the snow clone on Twitter for Star Wars. Um, there's this lady that sees Ray at the farm, uh, and she asks her who she is, and then Ray's like, "I'm Ray," and then Ray says the last name of the person that is her parent. But I heard that already. Yeah, but then people have been saying a bunch of other dumb shit, and it'd be funny. What does she say? Funky, are your ears plugged? Okay, if Funky's ears are still plugged, uh, she she's um Palpatine's granddaughter, so. Yeah, my really? cousins literally told me that at Christmas dinner. They were like, oh, by the way, <laughs> this. And I was like, it's a good thing I don't give a shit about it at all, and I have no idea what you're saying. Wow, that is... It's sad. It's sad. That's pathetic. <laughs> it's so pathetic. Wait, oh my god. Because you find out the whole time, big spoilers here, that Palpatine's been orchestrating the whole shit. Are you serious? Yeah. They brought him back? He's on, like, life support on this planet in the middle of fucking nowhere. And he's like, yeah, I've been talking to... I've been talking to Snoke through my brain. Also, Snoke is a bunch of clones. Snoke is a bunch of clones. Do you know that? Palpatine just made a bunch of clones. And that was Snoke. So Snoke wasn't anyone cool. He was just, like, a test tube baby. That's brilliant. Hold on. There's so much, like, annoying shit. Disney, you did a great job. Thank okay. you. I would like to stop talking about Star Wars. Now. Oh you just my god! Spo- you just fucking spoiled the movie. Sorry <laughs> to anybody. Okay. Imagine someone's like clicking through like the fifteen second thing on the podcast, and then they just stop on it. And, and we'll add a note. Who cares? Nobody Star liked Wars. the movie anyway. So what are you gonna do? Be mad? Like? Oh wait, Funky's gotta end gonna this like segment the too. <laughs> 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 gonna hear the spoiler anyway. Hello. Hi, Funky. What is that? Okay. Do you want someone else to edit it so that, or can you watch the movie before you edit it so that you go, can go through that section? Oh, so real. You're nasty. You're nasty. Why do you want to see this movie? I heard it was terrible. I don't want to see the movie, but I just don't want to know what happens. Why? I don't know. I just don't want to be disappointed. Well, do you want to find out by editing a podcast, or do you want to go and watch it on your own? For two hours. Probably <laughs> editing a podcast and being like, oh, it's right here. <laughs> and then jumping. All right. Um, but that's, oh my god, that's brilliant. Holy shit. Disney, you're, thank you. Wow. Do you like what they did? I think it's funny. Mm. <laughs> I, I, I said some big spoiler stuff after the small spoiler. So. Ah. Uh. I think that's really funny. I I would have burst out laughing in the theater if I saw that. (laughs) I was too faded to react. I was that is bad. That's really bad. No, now I understand. That's terrible. Holy (laughs) shit! Um, one one last thing before we go. Let's do a little break. I want to get some water. Okay. Um, Prince Philip is back from the dead. Good night, sweet prince. Good morning. Um, he Good keeps morning, coming back and playing with both sides of life and death. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just wanted to say. I swear, I swear that by that photo, the man's not alive. They just like they just stuck a frame in his suit so he would sit up straight. <laughs> <laughs> what? If, yeah. What if? The, what if it's propaganda that he's still alive? He's, he's Parliament's scarecrow. He's a little scarecrow. You know, because it's domino effect. One of them goes, they all start to go. No. Yeah. That is true. Well, the queen's got a... I can't say it. She really gonna snipe. Me. I can say it. The Americans <laughs> threw the team. I was saying you're in the you're in the, the, you're in the Commonwealth. I know. She's yeah. gotta go. 
She's, she's guys in the common mode. Right? You can still snipe like, They are all so old. They all gotta drop. How soon. are they still alive? I, we we got to have this conversation every day because I literally cannot believe it. I saw a gif of her the other day. I'm like, she doesn't even know what the fucking gif is. She really oh, is that, is that the one with the kid? Yes. <laughs> I'm blown away that she's lived this long. I'm like, what? She's she the longest reigning. Attack. She's the longest reigning anything, right? In any, in history. Yeah, she's the longest reigning monarch. You know, I'm not going to say I feel bad because I don't feel bad. It's impossible to feel bad for anyone in the royal family. But, like, Prince Charles has been told his entire life that he's going to be the king. Man's, like, probably <laughs> at least 70 at this point, and he's, he's still not the king. Who? He's 71. Prince Charles. Because his mom won't die. And so he's just been Prince Charles for his entire life. And so the man's going to get crowned King of England, like King of the Commonwealth when he's like 80 years old, when she finally bites it and he's going to die like two years later. Malia, I love how you explained all of that, but I also feel like you can learn all of that from looking into his eyes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like look at this photo of him. <laughs> Like you're saying the that I'm like pain and anguish. <laughs> Just fuck my shit up. Like, like he yeah. was like, you made me marry Princess Diana, and then you killed her in a car in a staged <laughs> car crash, just for me to be king for like two years. <laughs> These are brilliant. Did you know Arabs love Princess Diana? Why? Of course, she's a baddie. They love her because I. She was allegedly having an affair with an Egyptian person. It wasn't an alleged affair. Like, she was with an Egyptian person. <laughs> okay. May, I don't know the details. I just know that, and everybody says that's why she was killed. Like, and all the Arabs just, like, are like, because she was dating an Egyptian. And, they're, and she they're talked shit about the throne. Yeah. She was like, she totally was on the edge of just, like, outing, or outing the monarchy. She was pointing out very succinctly Call how him. the monarchy... They're She's fucking colonizers. They're yeah. imperialists. And she also was like, this marriage was a sham. And they just picked her because it was like politically expedient for Charles to marry her. And then he cheated on her. Did you learn all of this from the crown? Uh, no, I haven't even gotten to that. That's just, I, I'm, I'm white. I feel like I have to know this knowledge when oh, I'm yeah, you born. know your history, right? <laughs> yeah. You know your culture. I'd be dressing like I love how you said that, too. <laughs> oh, she's a baddie, though. Look at her. I just want to dress all the, the girls time. girls want to be here. Yes. Yeah, this is Funke's ideal look. We need, like, a, you know those flow Millie edits? I got cash for it. <laughs> I guess. Of the queen of the, of yeah. the Princess Diana. Princess Diana. Yeah. Aww. I think Funke is the only one with the authority to. To yeah. To make it. To make the edit. Mm. Because I'm the closest to her style. Well, no, I was thinking because you're black <laughs> and you're also under British rule. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, the Venn diagram is just the same. Not because so, like, me and Princess Diana are similar. Yeah. Okay. So you don't think we're like? No. Who would we I mean, be I don't from know the her royal family? I don't know anything about them personally. <laughs> Tag yourself. Just like you. 
Was she a cancer? I don't fucking know. Oh my god, what was Princess Diana's sign? That's crazy. I'm feeling like... I think she's a fire. She's a cancer! Shut up! She's Are you serious? Oh my god. When's her birthday? Holy shit! <laughs> Let's go! Let's go! Alright, tag yourself. Who are we? I'm I'm the guy on the right. Guy on the right? This is the worst <laughs> guy on the right for an audio <laughs> podcast. I love we're gonna throw those photos in. I don't know, but this guy. Please go on our website and check out uh, the post for this episode because um these images we have accompanying are very good. What's the queen sign? How do we always end up talking the about Gemini. the royal family? Until they die. Until they I want die. I the queen's chart right now. Yeah. Okay, she's a... A Gemini. April 21st. What does that make? Okay. I, it's a, she's a Taurus. It's cusp, so she's a Taurus. You know, Earth signs. They're too stable. Homegirl needs to die. die. She doesn't fall off <laughs> the rocker. I think she's going to try and push for her 50-year anniversary. <laughs> die. Do you think she's going to try and make it to 2022? She's probably going to try and push it, yeah. She's seeing physio. Well, the thing we, is, it doesn't look like there's anything wrong with her right years. now. Like, huh? Is that she, 60 years? Right? Is that 60 Talk, dude. I don't know I if we know that. how to do math. That's way longer than... Yeah, I don't know if that's in our that's jurisdiction. Like 20, 10 to 20 years longer. She's almost 60 years. I like how I can look up how long has she been queen. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> And it just tells me 65 years. It will be yes. talking about Mariah. 70th anniversary. Dude, I hate math. Yeah, yeah, 70. I feel like 75 is a bigger milestone then. Yeah, she has to live 10 more years. She's 93 though. How? <laughs> she looks like she's she has a fucking age. Nana and Knives Out. Nobody that. knows <laughs> how fucking old she is. Yeah. Queens will orchestrate their daughter-in-law's death and be like, can't help being a Gemini. <laughs> <laughs> can't help being a Taurus. Uh, the queen. Rest in peace. I got my water, though, while we were talking. Um, Taurus so is cusp, but Gemini. One day later, and she would have been a Gemini. Wow. That no, was close. Doing, I right? think I know No, astrology. I'm not doing that. That's not true. That's not true. Is that true? Really it seems like you know too hair. much about the royal family. Me? Just Maybe their the astrology first. signs. Oh, no, it's on the first day, Taurus, so she would have been... Uh, anyway, it doesn't matter. I'm glad we got to the bottom hearing. of this. Yes. <laughs> Guys, I just found an article that undoes all the work we just did. No! Um, a mini deep dive into the royal family's birth charts. Ooh, oh my god, Link. Link, Link, Link. Yeah, <laughs> oh my god. Well, Guys, did you see the royal family's birth chart? This is October 18th, 2019. This is recent. Mini deep dive is an oxymoron. Yeah. It's one of those listicles that's like you have to click like the next button or whatever. Oh, fuck. She's dude. a Virgo rising. This is a deep dive. She is so a Virgo. Prince Philip is a Gemini, son. Ugh. <laughs> oh, of course he would be. He's so old. Oh my god, yeah, he literally, oh my god, he looks like a reanimated corpse. Me and Princess Diana have the same sun and moon sign. I don't know what that yeah. means, but. Wait, really? Yeah, her sun is Cancer, her moon is Aquarius, same as mine. Oh my god, when did she, <laughs> when did she die? Yay. I cannot believe that 
we're going through this chart right now. I'm so yeah. interested though. Like I'm literally like I want to know. Oh, yeah. Okay, no, I was gonna say no. She died in 1997. That would be crazy if she died like around the same time that you were born, Farouk. Because then you can imagine what's you that were movie? So what's that fucking movie with Nicole Kidman where the kid comes back and he's like, "I'm your dead husband." Whoa! I don't know. It's like I'm Princess Diana. Y'all haven't seen that? It's so bad. Birth. It's called Birth. Seventeen again? Like no, it's called Birth. Okay. I was like, what's it called? The Princess Protection Program? No. There's this movie with Nicole Kidman where her husband dies, and then a kid is born the same day her husband dies, and ten years later, this ten-year-old kid knocks on her door and is like, "I'm your dead husband." Oh. And she's like, Ugh. I'm into it. And that's the plot of the movie. No. no. Brilliant. No. It's very bad. It's a very bad movie. <laughs> what? It's a wow. terrible movie. Got a uh, six out of ten on IMDb. This movie's canceled. I don't know what yeah, to it's say. Very canceled. Anyway, she should we? Like, oh, she has that Scar Joe marriage story cut. Yes. <laughs> the white yeah, that special white woman cut. Yeah. I didn't get that haircut. It looked like she was wearing a wig the entire time. I was like, who made this choice? Wig. Oh, this wig. is not a good thing. Have we her. talked about marriage story on No. No, but what is there to talk about? Yeah, it's just like a... oh, I love New York. I love LA. <laughs> and that's it? Is that yeah. it? Not missing out that's on my am in love with you. I am not in love with you anymore. You wrote my life. Um, and that's the movie. I just think LA has better weather and the space. Or New York and we're kids. That's my impression of that. Who had it the worst in Marriage Story? The kid. The kid. Yeah. Um, All right. <laughs> anyways. We need to move on. We have yeah. questions we from have, people. We have we a bunch of questions, and it's been an hour. Hey, we haven't recorded in a, um, in a minute. I think it's okay if we get a little bit off track, guys. It's the break. You got time to listen to podcasts? Seriously. What are yeah, you doing? You what are you, bro? This is for all like, the shorties on. on the train or the plane back to uh back to university. Yeah, you on that. This is what it's for. And you on that go train, you coming into town. Listen to this shit. Come on. Yeah. Um... First question. Yay. Um, okay. Tron Legacy was the most underrated film of the decade and deserved more. Jeff Bridges deserved more. We need to talk about Tron Legacy. Love, Kel. Um, thoughts on this? No. No. I don't know. What about Tron Legacy makes it underrated? Um, is the mo- the most underrated? Movie. Sorry, is Tron Legacy the it's the new version of the old one? Yeah, it's did the they, one that came out in 2010. Did they make multiple ones of that, or is that no. there's a second one? No, Tron Legacy so. two. There's Tron the next day, according to Wikipedia. I don't know what this one is. Tron the next day. Oh, it's a short Tron film. on it's a ten Tuesday. minutes. Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. They never made a full-length feature after this one. Okay. Probably because it didn't make this month based on the budget. This movie, I was like, whoa. What if you? What if I was in a video game? That's what I thought. Then I thought, way too scary. I would never want that. Like, imagine just dying because someone made a line faster than you. L. <laughs> like, massive L. <laughs> Me in the business meeting, and I'm trying to do cocaine to fit in. <laughs> <laughs> just, did, it, did a line way faster. Um... 
I do like the colors. And Jeff Bridges did do a lot of work in that movie. I just don't know if the movie is good. Bridges put in the work. I don't like what they did with the girl in it. That shit was weird. Was that another born Olivia Wilde? Was that her? Yeah. Yeah, she was born like, today. I'm bo- I was born yesterday, and I'm an idiot, but I'm in the body of a sexy woman. Oh, that's like a sword <laughs> art. Me. And- yeah. <laughs> I'm dead. Sure. Also, um, Fifth Element. Yeah. That's the- gross. <laughs> so uh, I can't na- nominate. Also, I feel like there are movies that are very underrated that are also really, really good. So I can't call it the most underrated. And deserves more. Literally, never thought about this movie before. Me neither. But y'all, y'all seen it? I haven't. Oh. Didn't Daft Punk do the soundtrack? Yeah, they did. <laughs> cool, I guess. We need more of that. Good choice. Um, next question. Heard that Funke is French Canadian. Could the Twig Crew speak in French for their French Canadian listeners out there? Colon also, three. N- also, no. Fun- no, okay, no. actually, it's funny. This came up recently. <laughs> I was texting you. Yeah. You're actually like ethnically French Canadian. Uh, Wait, what? I guess right? so. Well, like, no, you, no, 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 no. Oh, Canada in your blood, or you were just born there? No, no. So I I've learned that that is a term. In French Canada, or in Quebec, that is not. There's a difference between French Canadians and people who are born and raised in okay. Quebec. Okay. So which one are you? I my family's born and raised in Quebec. Okay, so that's your nationality. I guess half of it. But you're not ethnically French. Like, you don't have French ancestors. I have no idea. Okay. French Canadian is just a longer way to say Quebecois because people don't know what that means. Yeah. Also, Funke can't speak French. Uh, Let's go. Let's go, Malia. Bonjour. You couldn't even order. No, it was not order even like lunch. a Quebecois accent. Oh my Just god! On the what do you mean <laughs> I couldn't bad. order lunch? Couldn't even order lunch. What's your favorite French word? Uh, pomplamousse. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> I like croissant. It's a little quirky. Croissant. I just what, like pomme de terre. Very pussy. I'm pretty sure. A potato. Oh, papillon is good. Papillon is good. Oh, papillon. papillon. I like papillon. I love papillon. On the P words. Yeah. Look at us. Je suis mort. I'm dead, bro. <laughs> Are you supposed to use sui or je? Like, oh, wait. Is in, Maria is in uh, Dr. and Mrs. Vandertramp making it. Uh, why am I talking about this? Yeah. French nerd. Dr. and Mrs. <laughs> is is an acronym that has all of the verbs that you use etre for rather than avoir. Oh, and is one of them. My gosh, don't I say etre and avoir. Oh my god, my brain hurts. <laughs> I'm in a classroom. I'm sweating. It's the afternoon, and I don't want to be there. Wow. Um, let's move on from French. Uh, just sweet mort. Au revoir. That's actually sweet to hear that we have French Canadian listeners. I didn't know that. Yeah. Shout That's out. Great. Y'all are sweet. Bonjour. <laughs> Salut. Bonjour. Salut. 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 That is way cooler than bonjour. Salut is cool. <clears throat> MDR is also really cool. I, I like saying that. I like I'm talking to French people. Tiny, I like Tiny Desk Concert, NPR. 
<laughs> Anyone want to get NPR? the next question? That's what it sounded like. All right, next question. Most anticipated 2020 release? Of anything, I guess. Of anything. Of anything. Anything y'all are excited for that's coming out in 2020? Sweet release of death. Honestly, nothing right now. Like I got two. Oh, go. Uh, oh, I mean, I, I think they're both coming out. Actually, three. I, I guess I am looking forward to a lot of things. For TV shows, there are two things, and they're coming out within like the first three months. So there's um, BoJack Horseman is finally finishing up. And I'm mm. hoping that it ends on a good note because it's been pretty responsible, I think, so far, as far as like those raunchy adult cartoons go. Um, mm-hmm. And then uh, Good Place is also finishing itself up. Mm-hmm. And mm. I am so excited to see how they wrap it up. I'm sad to see it go, but I think they're they're it's in good hands and they'll mm-hmm. they'll finish it off properly. Um, and then video games, Cyberpunk 2077, I'm okay with. But I'm gonna get it, and it looks kind of cool. And then Final Fantasy VII remake—that's that's a thing that oh, I'm yeah, really waiting next for. Year. I am so excited for that because I have not played Final Fantasy VII, but I played 15 and loved it, and I want a good story. So, you know, best yeah. of both worlds. Yeah, those are good ones. Those are nice. Anyone else have any? <laughs> Uh, the to? Black Widow movie. Hello. Yes. <laughs> Yo, matching uh, outfits. You want to do matching outfits to the launch the night? Eternals, starring Kumail Nanjiani, who's really buff now. Is he in the Eternals? Which one is he? He's a Marvel guy, right? He's in one of the new ones. Him and Simulu, right? Yeah, and now they're uh, Harold and Kumar go to the gym. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I. Don't know anything that's coming out next year. I have no clue. I guess I, Final Fantasy VII remake. I hope it's good. I would like it to be good because I like Final Fantasy VII. I guess. Yeah, there really isn't too many. Like I, I Animal Crossing is coming out next year, and I'm I'm excited for that, but not particularly excited. Like it's not something I'm like, oh, this is gonna be so this is gonna be the yeah. sickest thing in the it's world. It's the second Strand type game I heard. It's what? The second Strand type game. What does that mean? First, first was Death Stranding. Oh, that mm-hmm. game was Animal Crossing. Ah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, but I feel like the stuff that is coming out in 2020 has been so lackluster. Like, not even been advertised that much. Like, just a little trailer at E3 or something. Like, what was? Do you guys remember Starfield? Like no. at E3, it was like a. I think that was a. Bethesda game they teased and it said 2020 I'm pretty sure but I also haven't uh-huh. heard anything about that so I think people just use 2020 as kind of like a like a thing to pacify the audiences and not many stuff has been actually is, is actually going to come out then and it's going to be mm-hmm. going to be pushed because things have been pushed a lot recently um, so release dates haven't been a thing on my mind like Oh, this is gonna be so exciting on on February fifth for this game and drop. I'm just like, whatever's coming out, if it comes out, like I'm gonna know a couple weeks before and be excited then. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, 2020. I'm excited for 2020 to come out. Finally, this has yeah. been a, this has been a year. They've been hyping it up for so long. Mm-hmm. Can't wait for uh, voting in 2020. Let's oh, go. Yeah. 
Uh, Who are you voting for? I'm not. I'm probably not gonna vote. I don't care. Uh, hot, hot, hot take. But, you huh. know, maybe, <laughs> maybe if Bernie wins the Democratic primary, I'll think about it. He can still win. Um, but if he doesn't, I don't give a shit, man. Yeah, no, that's that's fair. Um, no, I'm like a baby. I haven't even thought about 2020. I, everything that happens to me is just like, oh, a new thing. It's arrived. No yeah. object permanence. <laughs> no object permanence. Yeah. Uh, next question. Uh, from Instagram. This is from at Bulmakin. Hi, Izzy. Hi, Yo! Izzy. What do you feel is the vibe for 2020 onward? Uh, I'm going to the gym, so I'm getting hot and becoming a whore in 2020. That's my goal. That's weird. Um, nice. So that's the vibe. That's good. Um, for me, like I've heard a bunch of like media people say this already. Um, they haven't like said, "Oh, this is my like New Year's resolution" or whatever. But, um, Gia said it in like a long form podcast, and um. Hassan Minaj also said it uh, mm. recently. Um, it's just to, like, not care about everything because it's so mm. exhausting, you know, to care about everything. And so Hassan, he, he made it a little bit more practical. Um, he was more pragmatic about saying not to care about, like, that you don't have to care about anything by saying, like, um, like for as an exercise, try not to care about, like, one thing, you know? Try not to have an opinion on one thing and just, like, let that be your thing. And see where it goes from there. Hmm. And because, like, I don't know, I, I want to dedicate my energy towards like the stuff that I really care about. And I think I've been doing a good job of that so far. But occasionally, I'll like scroll through like the timeline for like two or three hours at a time and just like jump from thread to thread, trying to learn about every single thing that's like mm -hmm. annoying people every day, which mm -hmm. is fun. Uh, but I don't feel productive for it, and I don't feel like I'm learning about things in the way that I should be learning about them. So maybe giving my brain a bit of a break will help mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah no that's that's so real that's really nice i like that i like that um there are a, a couple of people are on the same wave there it seems like a yeah. good wave to get onto especially if yeah. you're a heavy like twitter user <laughs> where <laughs> you can really fall into those holes that yeah. are just fucking useless like knowing things is be, fucking exhausting what a waste mm -hmm. you'll be scrolling to the bottom of a thread and then it's like I'm reading these responses and I'm like understanding these characters that are in this like online fight or something. And then I'm like, why the fuck do I care? Like, who cares? And the thing is, it's always the same like 10 characters across every single thread on yeah. the site. Yeah. You yeah. know? You mean like the same people or like the same archetypes of the same archetypes. archetypes of people. And it always comes in waves. And it's yeah, just like, okay, this is going to happen give here. too much of a shit about everything. Like, they just, they just care too much. When you put it like that, it's kind of mean. What I mean. <laughs> no, but think about like, no, I feel like everybody has to like detox a little bit and just, just genuinely ask yourself like, why am I reading this? Yeah, yeah. Like, like, mm -hmm. what will this do for me? Because I feel like. What will this do for anyone? The, I feel like, well, I feel like the wave of 2019 was like just being made aware of so much stuff that doesn't impact my life at all i can't do anything about it but now i know about it and it's living rent free in my brain mm -hmm. and 
it just I feel like it's something all of us will be so much more like sane if we just think like before before I read this thread like what will this do for me mm-hmm. yeah I think people first of all need to like shut up more um, oh my god online because... in 2020 in 2020 if you want me to care about something you we gotta fuck first stop that is... <laughs> you better give me something I'm done with you care about your problem eh <laughs> I like that. You're not living rat free. In my I head. like it. <laughs> you better either be paying me or fucking me. I don't care. Yeah. Um. <laughs> don't care. Didn't ask. Plus, we didn't fuck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh my god, I'm tweeting that right now. <laughs> I think I, 2020, I become a himbo. Fully embrace it. Um, and also, I just don't really care what anyone else is doing because. I feel like that was that's been a piece of advice that everyone says and I've just been like, Really? You just want me to not care what everyone else is doing? Uh and kinda like just brush it off. But recently I've just been like, damn, I love what I'm doing here. Like and just like the stuff I'm doing in, in my free time. Just like stupid stuff or like watching a show that I'm like, Why why would I why would I watch this? Oh yeah, because like I just enjoy it. Like it's just a super fun thing to do. Uh, and not like second guessing that to be more productive and just literally mm-hmm. just enjoying what like free time and stuff that seems so simple, but like that, I yeah. feel like a lot of us need to do that. I feel like I found that recently because for a while, after reading the uh, Gia's book, I feel like I kind of took a step back from a lot of like issues, particularly political, because I realized like any presence I have on social media isn't going to matter in changing this issue. And then yeah. just like again, living rent free in my head, and I feel like that that thing you're describing is something I've felt a lot recently. Now, if I care about an issue, it's because I genuinely care and want to care. And yeah. I feel like there was a period of time, especially on social media, where it's like I'm caring because apparently I'm obligated. It's to. kind of a pressure. And yeah, yeah. Totally. Like I have to tweet about this. I have to post about this. And then understanding like look, no, you don't. It's not going to matter in the grand scheme of this issue mm-hmm. whether or not you, you're going to tweet about it. So now it's like if I want to tweet about it, it's because I want to, not out of a sense of obligation, but it's like I'm willing myself to from within because I want to. And like that is much more gratifying than like I need to tweet about this or else the world's going to end. It's like, no, it's fucking not. It's going to end regardless of whether or not you tweet right? if it's going to. <laughs> so I like, love that. You guys remember, or I guess remember, yeah, remember because it happened recently enough um you know like the big tiktok thing with like the uyghur camps yeah, yeah the know. girl yeah. the girl who was like made the fake eyelash tutorial that was talking about the uyghurs yeah yeah well like everyone was doing like one of those like trojan horse like oh i'm doing a makeup tutorial but i'm actually talking about the uyghurs and it was all just like misinformation anyways mm-hmm. and at the same time it's like this really like will not change anything like awareness can only do so much you know and i think yeah. that's that's i kind of it plays into this whole yeah. thing where it's just like i don't need to care about everything because knowing about it it's not you know gonna do anything on its own you know yeah. if you're gonna care about it like the vibe for 2020 is like having the facts before you start speaking out about it like just because you heard something from someone or like you read a thread on twitter like that doesn't make you the expert on it like <laughs> 2020 is about sources. Having reputable sources. Cite your sources. No. 
You guys see that photo? Oh no. my gosh, let me send it. I think Elijah sent it the other day. Just <laughs> someone being like, hey, please cite your sources. And then the other guy was just like, no. <laughs> Real as <Me>. fuck. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. On Twitter, I just like to say shit. Don't talk to me. <laughs> please. Just let me say shit. I don't want a source. You guys are wrong. Source, no, I trust think me, Everyone LOL. needs a Google Doc in their bio that has a link <laughs> to every single source. No more Instagram. Link your Google Drive. Just put <laughs> put all of your files there. Every so I link to everything you say. That's the wave. That's Drop the wave. Drop your Twitter account in your card. Please. <laughs> put that up. Oh, no. That was really good. That I, I like all of our, the 2020. Anyone have any other 2020? releases or vibes <laughs> so those questions merge together uh to tune in in six months from now when i'm hot i'll be po i'll be releasing a thirst trap oh my gosh can you teach me how to go to the gym too i want to try yeah that. sure actually yeah all right oh my gosh let's, let's walk up in the club in like jojo characters like freaking d's sure be fun um, okay, okay, next question from Instagram. When's the new cat dog? Uh, oh, we made a song the other day. Uh, I don't know. It's from we... at Wilson.hunter. Well, well, one half of cat dog is not here. Are you the cat or the dog, Funke? Come on now. <laughs> Guess. <laughs> you make a guess? You got a guess? I thought you said cat. I thought you just said cat. I said, come on now. Oh. It's a I'll cat. It's a cat. Okay. It's, it's a cat. cat. It's 100%. Oh, the cat is here today. Uh, when's the new cat dog dropping? Cat dog. Oh, I can only give you half the answer. Um, so the new cat dog is dropping. That's awesome. it. Awesome. But awesome. <laughs> it's, it's definitely going to be soon. Um, we have a couple of singles to drop. And some Sorry. music videos. Uh, question, question, question. Yes, yes, you, you, uh, uh, with the cool baseball uh, cap hi. that says number one dad. Yeah, Daniel for um, Pug Times. Hey. Uh, just wanted to ask, are you guys going to be doing a Cats-themed song? Wow. Um, <laughs> one sec, let me talk to my agent. Am I allowed to? Can we talk about uh no, I'm actually I I don't have a comment on that one right now. I'm sorry. I've signed awesome. some contracts and can't really say anything about it yet. Oh, you're NDA'd. I'm I don't want to say I am, but I might be. Oh, you're NDA'd on talking about the NDA. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, gotcha. about anything about it in general. So maybe you will see us in Cat Cats Two. Gotcha. Oh my gosh, what if there was a cat dog song in Cats Two? Internet. Let's make it happen. 100 retweets yeah. on this. Let's get in the Cats 2 soundtrack. Just DM the Cats 2 account. How many retweets? I'll do it. No one's in their DMs. On God, no one is in their DMs. <laughs> I'm going to DM them right now. Oh. Close DMs. So Close DMs. Are you serious? Open them up. Let me talk to you. Cats, open up your I'm just going to tweet that with no context. Open God, up no your, DM. your DMs. <laughs> oh my god that's so funny yeah sorry um coming soon coming soon bangers uh we have a song actually let me give you a teaser it's about coasters I tweeted about this the other day but yeah it's about um the use of coaster and respecting wood 
and ring stains. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> um, next question. Uh, the next question says, favorite bruh sound effect of the decade? Um, I have one. Mm-hmm. Let me play it. Who's, a, who's this question from, guys? <laughs> Say it. I don't know. It's from uh, Who is it from? Cat's movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's really cool. This sounds funny. This sounds horrible. <laughs> this sounds horrible. <laughs> Sounds like someone is recording it off of a video they played and also recorded it off of their phone. This is garbage. Recorded with Nintendo DS sound. <laughs> I'm turning it out. Yeah, that's bro sound effect too. Remember the name. <laughs> okay, I'm an <laughs> Remember the name. Bro sound effect too. <laughs> they should have never let us have a podcast. <laughs> They really shouldn't have. <laughs> you know, fuck them gave us a punch. <laughs> white, four white men be like. <laughs> <laughs> um, awesome. Oh shit, we've been going for. We got we got a meaty. Oh, my headphones fell out. But we do have a meaty little podcaster. Are we plugging? We got we wrapping up. Yes, yes. Um, thank you so much, listeners, for joining us along our journey of kind of just a really – this was a very chill episode. I like it. Um, end of the year, there's so much, like, end of decade, end of year stuff, and it feels, like, kind of stressful just dealing with the weight of 10 years. Um, but I'm glad that we could just, like, talk and really just do a regular bullshit on here. So that's thank you for joining me, team. Really love that. Uh, yeah, shout out, everyone. Thank you to our ourselves at Play Underground who uh, host us. Uh, we do we do other things. We do articles, digest. We're just gonna be dropping in the next couple of days, uh, and that's gonna be fun. Uh, yeah, check out our site at pugmag.com and at pugzine on Twitter. I'm Funke at Funke McFly. Uh, that is Daniel. That's me, Daniel at NWNIEL. Please, guys the end of the year <coughs> i don't want to say it daniel <laughs> you preempted daniel, us even you, ask. Know, you know we're gonna ask you know what the contract you signed was you have to see it you can find me on twitter at pugzine <laughs> wait a second <laughs> <laughs> and that's farouk hi you can find me on twitter at if you honestly, if you just search my name, it'll come up. F A R O U K K A N N O U T. That's my thing on everything. Also, not sure if Obama got the same thing out of Parasite that I did. We saw it together, and he's <laughs> the whole movie laughing and going, "I love the crazy languages they make up for these Star Wars movies." <laughs> Hello. <laughs> All right, thank you. Hello. You find um, Max on Twitter at Cats Movie. Thank you very much. <laughs> And you can find Malia on Twitter at? Uh, <laughs> I recently just did a rebrand. I'm at uh, Boneless Chunks on everything. Ugh. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Yucky. It's, it, I, was, I was on Uber Eats, and, 
and all of the all the Indian food that I was looking at was like listed as like boneless chunks of chicken in various types of sauce. That's like, us. What a disgusting What a disgusting word. My mom's already mad at me for it. Anyway. I'm at boneless chunks, no spaces, no underscores, <laughs> no periods on everything. Oh, you, you've. Oh, and I'm. It's all the same. I'm at. Yeah, it's, it's on both Twitter and Instagram. And if you want to add me on CoStar, I'm at sandwich bag on CoStar. <laughs> I picture someone just adding you on CoStar and being like, huh. I hope, I hope our charts are <laughs> will you please I respond the pog editors <laughs> i need your Shit. follow me on letterboxd as well oh we yeah hey guys we have been using letterboxd can we i'll just yeah. say it we're film twitter now we're the new we're, film twitter watch film out twitter now. watch that old film twitter i'm coming at you hot with 29 followers yeah so watch your fucking back yeah. Oh, I'm sandwiched bag on Letterboxd, too. Okay's Letterboxd Perfect. review of Suspiria is better than the fucking New York Times, so. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to just send that in to them. Yeah. You're like, look at what you're missing out on, baby. Um, Thank you, guys, for listening. <laughs> Hope you have a hop- happy holidays. Have a good one. A so Bye. long, gay Bowser. Hold on, I'm sexy. Bye. 2019, okay. be like, end of your noise. All right. You're what, Farouk? What? On our podcast? Yes, absolutely.